You're listening to the Mother FN Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Hey, Heather. Hi. So I wanted to tell you that we got an email because, you know, a couple episodes back, we had the big fold, no fold debacle of 2018. Mm hmm. And we're taking votes, right? And yes. apparently someone emailed us and I wanted to read it to you. Not because it's in my favor or anything, but because <laughs> I wanted to read it to you. <laughs> Seriously, why would anyone spend time on that? I just sort them into piles and put them in the underwear section of our drawers. We are much more joyful people. So yeah, that's a, another vote for Team No Fold. I just um, think- Various people have also come up to me and said, no, 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 we don't fold. One person said that she folds some, but not all. So she's also on the No Fold section. But she's also in the Fold section. So that we're still taking votes, guys. If you want to leave us a voice message on the Anchor app, or if you want to leave us an email, cast your vote at themotherfnpodcast at gmail.com. I think that people who fold are just more productive and they're busy right now doing other things, like folding underwear. Uh, no. Good try. Good try. But no. But I know what I'll put in your eulogy. She had a nice clean <laughs> drawer. It was so nice to take my underwear out this morning. It came out like like I was taking a fresh pair out of the pack. Just so nicely folded. Okay, Heather, <laughs> as a New Year's resolution, I will resolute. To resolute. Never <laughs> resolute. Is that a word? I don't know. What is now? I think we need to start a dictionary of pattyisms. <laughs> Oh, Chris has one. He'll have he'll has the first edition already out. I will never fold my underwear. I'm not even going to do that. But no, okay. So re- resolutions, like yeah. that's the time of year that we're in and trying to New Year's resolution, New Year, mm-hmm. New Resols. <laughs> <laughs> I took a, a noun and made it even smaller now. <laughs> So do you do New Year resolutions? I do. do. You don't, don't like what I do you do? Well, I do things that I'm going to fail at within the first couple of weeks. You know, like I'm going to eat better. Well, there it goes. You know, <laughs> I'm going to exercise more. <laughs> Not today. Um, but this year, there's been such big changes in 2018. You know, such a, a huge shift in my life in a very positive way. With comedy. I mean, it started last year, you know, coming upon your yeah. one year anniversary of starting comedy. Yeah. And it just feels like one thing where this year resolutions really feel like uh, something I kind of want to focus on which fyi that's what i say every year (laughs) so we'll see how it goes but in terms of comedy you know my resolution is to really get out and do more i mean i remember from my first show to the next one i did i did no open mics and it was three months later oh wow so i didn't do anything for like three months and i did one open no i did one open mic before i did that next show and i would never do that again (laughs) like i have to perform weekly now to really just keep the muscle alive and so the goal for me next year is to do a show hopefully at least once a week but also be better about open mics so i'm performing in some capacity three to four times a week that's the goal wow you're way more ambitious than me i need it to i need that muscle to stay loose you know and and i want to keep track of a, a couple sets i'm doing i'm really focused on just honing kind of some of the stuff i have right now and getting it really good and really strong like it's good right now but there's some stuff i i started taking this advice where i record all of my performances of this one set i'm doing and then i go back and i listen to the laughs and i see across the board which one's consistent and which one gets weak and sometimes doesn't so where do i need the work and i'm fine-tuning based on all of these recordings so it's one of those things where i look and i say i want to focus on doing that where i really want to fine-tune 20 minutes of material and how do you think your family is going to react to you being out three or four times Anna's going to have a fit every <laughs> i think the benefit is i now have a job where i can work from home i no longer am at work come home 
then I got to go, you know, so she's not going to miss me as much. In her mind, she's rationalizing it. Well, mom's going to be home more because she doesn't have to go to work because I can work from home. Hopefully that's going to carry through an actual practice. And that's what I would just hope that like I can have a little bit more liberty to to keep focusing on the comedy stuff. But I am going to cheat. I am going to count classes as performance. If I take a class, that is uh, a performance for the week. So we're going to add that to the tally. Okay, that's good to know that that's how we're defining it. How about you? Last year, I kind of morphed into, I started comedy and then I took six months off and then did it again and slowly built myself up to two times a week being Mm -hmm. out. And then of course, you know, holidays happened and it didn't happen. And then I realized how much I miss it. So my goal is to have two shows a month mm-hmm. with getting up two times a week. I don't know if that's an include classes or not. Like I really want that just to be stand up, stand up. But we'll gotcha. see because I always have this hard time balancing everything because I feel like if comedy is going well, then family isn't. And if family is going well, then the marriage isn't. And then if the marriage is going great, that well, the house has to go great in order for the marriage to go great. Those go <laughs> hand in hand apparently. But you know, like I always feel like I can't have it all yeah. kind of thing. And so I don't want that feeling next year. Like I want to really create a routine that allows me to have a little bit every week. Yeah. So like a writing day for the web series as Mm -hmm. well as a writing day for just the stand-up comedy. And then classes being more like with the improv stuff and like expanding it versus Mm -hmm. like honing it and having really just like open mics be what's honing it, I think. Um, And it's going to be hard. I mean, what's going to give is sleep like who needs sleep me i like my sleep i think we just should start doing crack and i think we'll be a lot better maybe i could probably get some street adrenaline adrenaline um adeline adeline (laughs) what's it called adderall adderall (laughs) see i'm not even good at the drug names like i gotta probably that's probably should be my resolution figure out what drug names there are that i need to do (laughs) and and then go get them could you imagine me going to the drug dealer dude dude i need some adrenaline I mean, Adeline, I mean, Adderall. (laughs) Like, um, maybe you don't. (laughs) They're probably like, we can't sell to you until you know the proper name. And I want my my main goal is I want to have three corporate gigs in 2019. Wow, that's a that's a hefty goal. That's a good one. It is. And I have I kind of have it mapped out in my head of how to get there. So my head, I the way I do goals and see, I'm not really big of like a resolution kind of person because in my head, resolutions don't have, I, mean, I guess, is a resolution the same as a goal? I mean, I don't I know. I feel like they can kind of go hand in hand. Okay. I think it's just a, an agreement to change on something. I see, I feel like a goal is more like what your, what your end result for. is. Yeah. So I feel like I have more goals than resolutions. So then what's your goal for the comedy besides, or just working towards it? Well, with every goal, I feel like there's baby steps to get there. Yeah. And that doesn't seem overwhelming. So I have information for James Connolly, who is a big corporate ah, comedian. Gotcha. And I already reached out to him to do a private coaching session in the new nice. year. So I'm hoping to do that mid-February, kind of have stuff to show him. Mm-hmm. as well as him being able to give me the baby steps that I need to get there. And then hopefully by June or July, be able to land some gigs. That'd be awesome. And small ones. I get my host, I need to get my MC stuff up. So I, I feel like an, I have to have little baby steps to like tell me what to do so that I'm always constantly moving forward to the goal because then I never reach it. Kind gotcha. of That's, I think, my big comedy one. And I think getting up twice a week and MCing mm-hmm. more often and that kind of stuff will get me there. I don't think... Whenever I do those late night stuff, it's like, I don't know anything about current events. Like, I'm not, that's, I don't watch. Well, they're not supposed to be like TV. very current, the late night stuff. No, but I'm not even edgy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't, it's not, I don't feel like it's my, it's me. Yeah. Like, I don't watch TV that much. I don't, I haven't watched a late night in forever. 
Yeah, I don't watch them. I watch them on YouTube if it's any good. <laughs> but I know that's like the little platform. Like you get yeah. late night, your career rockets. You then have a traveling career. You then can get a Netflix special. Like that's, you know. But I'm I don't like, want a traveling career. I don't want a Netflix special. My daughter the other day is like, mom, maybe you'll get famous. And I said, I hope not. <laughs> she goes, why? And I said, what a terrible thing. What? How terrible to want to be famous. It, it, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who want it for great intentions. But just for me, uh, one, I don't want my kids' faces out there. Yeah. I don't want people to see, you know, I don't want the birth family to see and, and to know and to be able to follow me then at that point. And I just don't want my life out there. Though good news is I'm probably never going to be famous. So. You're already on your well, well on your way to not be <laughs> yes. famous. I am, I am over halfway there. So I'm happy <laughs> about that. I would like to be known and I would like to have enough of a draw eventually. I don't think this is going to be the year for it where people come to see, you know, if I can promote a show, people will come to see it. You know, they'll come to Giggle Bash or they'll come to Gauchos or so, or they'll come to Flappers and they'll be like, I'm here because I listened to your podcast or because I saw you on Instagram and I thought it'd be fun to come watch you. So I would like eventually a draw, but I mean, I don't think I would want to tour much, maybe a little bit over the summer. Branson, Branson, Missouri, if you'd like me to come over the summer and perform for six weeks, I am down for Branson, Missouri. <laughs> six weeks? Yeah, they'll do six week gigs because all the tourists come. So it's like a new group every night. So you rent like an apartment for the summer in Branson and go do comedy. For See, that's why I think the corporate, it pays so well that it'd be really easy to be like, oh, we're going to San Diego for the weekend and bring the kids and mm -hmm. I do my thing that night or I'm gone during the day. But of course, it's out gallivanting and, you yeah. know, I mean, if you earn seven grand for a three day weekend, you okay. can afford to have the babysitter come with you and help. Yeah. You know, I, and make it more like vacation, us getting out and mom's just paying for it while she works or something. Yeah, it's a complicated thing. And I just, you know, I want to be home more. I like being with the kids. You know, our goal is in not next year, but the year after to hopefully open, you know, a little comedy a la carte theater in Santa Clarita where we're moving. If that, you know, working towards that this year of being able to have enough interest and enough draw of people coming to Santa Clarita to see comedy or stage shows at this little theater would be great that would be that's awesome i didn't know yeah. that was one of your goals yeah but it's not for this year that's okay <laughs> it's next year think big think big so what is your kind of goals for your family like do you have any goals or resolutions for that uh, to not want to kill them all the time <laughs> oh good luck you already failed i you haven't even started the new year and you already failed I, uh, <laughs> i'm just, such an encourager nope not gonna happen you know there's there's things happening right now that are just that are hard for them. Uh, like my son, for instance, he's, the hormones are changing mm. and he's confused. He doesn't, he doesn't know if he's straight or if he's gay or if he's both or if he's nothing or whatever. And it's becoming a huge burden on him. Really? We've always been open and we have plenty of gay friends. So he knows that whatever is, it's accepting. But I didn't realize how much a person may struggle with themselves not being able to accept certain things. And that seems to be where he's at right now, that he has very confusing feelings and he is so desperate to find an answer internally that it's affecting him externally in every way. Oh man. I know, she's like, you can be gay. I told him, I said, it's okay to be gay. He's like, but I don't know if I am. He's like, I'm very confused. Sometimes I have feelings, sometimes I don't. And I said, you could be both, it's fine. But well, can you tell him that most 13 year olds sometimes have yeah. feelings and sometimes don't? Like We've even gone through all of that. Like this is normal, but for whatever reason, because of his sexual abuse past, it's affecting him in a way yeah. that we weren't anticipating. So we're, you know, my goal for him is for him to find some calm and some peace, even if he doesn't find the decision to know that it's okay. 
for Bella. I would just love her to learn to get out of the drama. She's been telling me about all the drama at school lately. <laughs> I'm really? definitely getting a a censored version of what's happening, but I can I can see through some of the stuff. I can see through what she's mentioning. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I hope to remain calm and approachable to her so that she'll continue to tell me and maybe I won't get such a censored version. I mean, the good news is she's coming out of the blue and saying this thing happened at school today and I'm really upset by it. Really? That's a huge plus that it's just, it's coming out freely, though I can tell you're not giving me the whole story, but I'm not gonna grill on that part. I want her just to continue talking. So we've got that. And then for Anna, you know, I just need to learn to not let those tantrums continue to get under my skin. The other night she had a flip out in the car. I don't know why. I think she was just tired. But suddenly we got in the car from like the mall and she's like, I have a headache. Lower all the windows. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm dying. And I'm like, you need to chill. And she starts wailing where it's a point where uh, knowing her lowering a window would not help her. Yeah. She's now in a state of uncontrolled frenzy. I just, I'm going, we're going back to one of our big resolutions is we're going back to schedules. We're changing the diet for the family again. We used to follow a very specific diet. They've gotten very lax on it. So we're going to go back to that very specific what diet. What kind of diet? Because we don't do any refined sugars or dyes. It's, if it's, we put something in, it's like, oh no. Yeah, it's that. It's pulling out casein, a lot less dairy in their their day-to-day, going back to more whole plant, but also meat. Meat's not going away. It's just pulling out anything not natural for the most part. Though dairy is a big one. Dairy is one where it's casein. It's the chemical in it that causes a problem with the kids. Mm. It was a, a book I bought uh, years ago, a cookbook. And I wish I could remember the name, but it's about like how the brain affects kids. The food that you feed them affects their brain. Oh, yeah. And how they react. So we're going to go back to that. They're not happy about it, but whatever. They won't starve themselves. So, no. At the end of the so, day, it sounds like your resolution as being a mom is just to, rem- to try to continue to strive for that calm, yeah, calm, receptive mother. I honestly think because when we first got the kids, I was able to take six months off of work. Things fell apart in those six months. But then I had a work that was very understanding once I went back. For the most part, the job that I'm currently have been in has tried to be understanding, but they just haven't been able to be. Just mm. the, the necessities of that position. And so I think with my new job that I have, I'm going to be able to return to being a, a better focused and more present parent, mm. which I think present. is important. Yeah. Present. Because it's really easy at night to just open up a bunch of refined, you know, grains or refried beans and just white rice that you can boil in a bag and do all this stuff and get dinner done 10 minutes and easy peasy. But my kids just can't handle the stuff in it. I can't go with that method. I have to go with something a lot, you know, a lot less cheese. And that's the thing. If I want them to eat something, I would just dump cheese on it. I love cheese. I do love cheese. The kids are gonna be really ticked off. So I can't go. That's the reason why everyone's like, you're basically paleo. I'm like, "Mm, I like my bean and cheese tacos like yeah. that's like the non like that's like the anti-paleo yeah move like and mill it's really, like my bean and cheese tacos i'm like yeah and i know I me I logistically and the thing is this diet plan will work for 75 percent of the meals 75 percent probably yeah. all you really need in reality yeah and then i'll let them like we're gonna go out to eat on saturday because i'm not gonna want to cook so it's gonna be like saturday night let's go have something to eat and then you can go run around afterwards and be crazy you know 
yeah. burn it up. What about you for your family? I would like to not give Chris the crappy part of me. I feel like he gets the crappy mm. part of me because like Jackson just takes so much. Even Zandy. I feel yeah. like Zandy gets a crappy part of me as well. Those two get the crap of me. So I'm, I'm hoping I can give him some more of the fresh yeah. patty. Sounds really weird. <laughs> I'm not a meat, but that sounds like I'm a fresh patty. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm kind of hoping that happens this year. And then for Zandy, I hope I find a way of talking to her mm-hmm. that lands. Yeah. Because with the whole self-esteem, I'm stupid, I can't do this, I'm the worst Sandy ever, like all that stuff, like whatever I say doesn't work, but I know yeah. something that I could say could land. I mean, I bought seven books for Christmas about oh yeah self-esteem and like I matter, it's okay, mindful mantras, like yeah. all these things. <laughs> so I'm hoping I can find that like golden phrase yeah. That helps her get unstuck from the negative muck. That was one of the titles of the yeah. book. <laughs> and then for Lexi, I I hope I can model for her how to not be immediately angry. Ah. Because I realize she's like me in that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I need you to pick up your shoes. She's like, oh. Chris is like, Patty, I need you to pick up your clothes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm. I need you to fold your underwear. <laughs> no. No. Even Chris lets me not fold my underwear. Other one, he does the laundry, which is like very, very rare. Mm-hmm. He folds my underwear. And isn't it so nice? No, because then I have to unfold it in order to put it on. And like, that's another two seconds what? wasted. <laughs> and there's multiple layers. How long does this. it take to unfold underwear that it's two seconds? That's a long time. <laughs> Keep voting, people. I know I'm going to win. There's more people out there than you think. Anyways, okay. So, and then Jackson. Uh, I just hope he's not the kid he was in 2018. <laughs> But better, better. Yes, go the other way. I'm really scared for him. Like if he gets stronger and if his tantrums continue, like Chris and I cried a couple of nights ago about how cry count. Like right now, if he continues on this track, he's going to end up in a residential treatment center in order to keep the girls safe. So I'm hoping something happens where he can grow out of it. Like Mm -hmm. that's the hardest part too is because he's cognitively between two and three. So I don't even know I'm on the end of this or in the beginning of this. Because you got the terrible twos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You got the terrible twos. You have the three majors. Yeah. And I'm like, where are we in this? Because I think that would give me more hope if I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But A, we don't even know. this. He may live in this tunnel for the rest of his life. Yeah. And so it's scary. As well as if, if, if I could see that light, I could be like, okay. I only need 15 more cases of cider to get through this. You know, like I can figure out the time schedule or not. So I'm hoping something changes yeah. in it and we find some kind of sensory diet. And that's what we're working on right now with the OT is like really figuring out a sensory diet for him mm-hmm. and an emotional diet as a sense of like trying to figure out how he can handle these big emotions. Cause he's basically being like a two or three year old fit. Mm-hmm. And most two and three year olds are jerks. Like that's the yeah. jerk stage. Although someone told me yesterday, oh, the PT told me yesterday. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's in that developmental stage of being a jerk. And he's, oh, and he's a male, so he may never grow out of it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I love it. Just really trying to figure out that would be nice. Yeah. And then for me, like my personal one, I don't know, get back to me on that. What's your personal one? Like for you, like what? Who it's do always you to get become? healthy. So Bobby and I talked. Okay, so it needs to be. Okay, sorry. Well, no, sorry. Bobby and you talked. Well, yeah. And so we decided that we would go ahead and try for a biological child this year 
don't have any expectation of outcome at this point, though. Talk to me when it fails. Okay. And see if like I suddenly have an expectation. But I've always said I don't want to be overweight and pregnant because I know how much damage that does to the baby and how much harder it is on them and, and the mom. So I really have to get in shape before even attempting anything. Okay. So it's a drive this year, finally like getting serious. My weight has always been related to how I'm doing in an emotional state. And actually I told Bobby, I said, I can tell I'm ready to start losing again because I'm not making choices that I used to make, you know, where I have to have that food to solve the emotional need. Like I can start going without again and uh, I can bypass all the things that I'd be like, you know, the store, let me grab this hundred grand. Let me grab this Snickers. Let me grab this Reese's Pieces. Okay, time out. You said a yeah. hundred grand, and I was like, "There's money at the store." No, sorry, it always grand. goes there. Because <laughs> anyway, sorry. I love hundred grands. They're really good. Those are one of my favorites. Actually. Yeah, they're the really Twix, good. But I haven't had any of those in like five, sixteen years. And that's the thing. It's like I, I can do periods where I don't eat sugar or anything, get really healthy. Like a, a couple years ago, I dropped sixty pounds on my own. Um, no, just working out and eating right. Yeah, that's how you do it. I know it's possible. I know I can do it. I know it's there. But I just have not been in the right state of mind. And so I feel like I'm finally getting to the right state of mind. Because your kids are now, I mean, there's always going to be issues, but they're more settled than they have been ever. Yeah. Bella seems like she's talking and working through stuff a little. A little bit more. It's a smidge. We'll give her a smidge. And I I think I need to show good lifestyle habits for these kids because Bella is very sedentary. And Bella has eating issues. Isn't it crazy how you won't do this for yourself, yeah. but you'll do it for your kids? Oh, totally. And you're going to probably do it for your unborn child right now. Like you yeah. want to get into a weight so that you can possibly have your own biological yeah. child, but you wouldn't do it for Heather. Like Heather, for some odd reason, not important enough no. to do it. No. And that's the funny thing. But I on have, a Tony and, yeah. and, and Bella, Bella are. I will tell you, it's the funniest thing uh, because people go, for you to be able to be up on the stage, you must have such confidence. You must have you know, you must be so confident about this and that and the other thing. I'm like, I have the worst self-esteem ever. And I go up on that stage to get validation that I'm an okay human being. Wow. And if I ever mentally did a flip where it was like, people are laughing at me because I'm awful, that would be the end of it. Like right now, still I go, people are laughing at me because I provide some value out there. And so it validates me in some way. Wow. So so we need to have, that should be your goal is forget like health and pounds and inches. I'm never going to have you, good self-esteem. Like it's just, it's one of those Said things. the girl with no self-esteem. <laughs> like, I am very confident in my lack of confidence of myself. <laughs> I am confident that I have no confidence. Exactly. It's, uh, I've just, I've struggled with self-esteem. I was bullied a lot as a kid. And so I just, I, I've moved into this world and this adulthood with low self-esteem, but that doesn't mean that it's gonna, can change Heather. But you know what? I feel like some part of it drives me and fuels me constantly is so pushing me. So this is me. something that like, I feel like comics talk about all the time. And you're not talking about it with necessarily within comedy, but something is that if you actually became a happy person, if you actually became a person of self-worth, if you actually became someone who wasn't depressed, would you be funny? Like, could you do what you do? Yeah, I don't know. And the answer is yes. Is it? It'd be better. <laughs> it would. Would it? Yes. Completely. I don't think people want me to go, I adopted three kids and they're perfect. <laughs> No, because they're not going to be yeah. perfect, but your perspective of who you are as a mother, yeah. as a wife, and as Heather yeah, maybe. would be better. But, you know, it's uh, I'm thriving right now, aren't I? Question mark. Hashtag thriving. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag thriving, question mark. Are you allowed yeah. to have question marks? No, you can't. Can't have punctuation. I don't know these hashtags. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, self-esteem is a tough thing. And, you know, I will say that getting the kids perpetuated my low self-esteem 
and one of the reasons that you know I told you I wanted to do this podcast is I would go to these meetings and these parents would get up and they're like, oh, my life is so blessed. I'm so blessed. These these children have just become angels and my life force and it's just perfect. And they would never get out of the honeymoon period. Like every time would be but just they're how lying great. To themselves. Oh, sure. But then like I'd have social workers come like, oh, this family. Like I remember this one woman came to do a checkup on the house. And she's like, oh, I met this other family that adopted three kids, same age like yours. They're foster. No, they're fostering. And the mom, she's like a, a teacher and the kids homeschool and blah, 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 blah. And they're just so wonderful. And it's so ideal. And I'm looking around at my house and it's like a bomb exploded. And my kids are like starting to like crawl under. The, so they, my kids do a weird thing when people come over to the house to check them out. Instead of acting normal, they like to crawl under the couches. And so like she's saying all this and my kids are like all cramming themselves underneath our couches. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, stand there because if you get out, there's going to be all these dust bunnies on you and probably some food particles, maybe some dead insects. I, I have not cleaned under the couches in ages. And she's going on and on about this great family. And it's, it's just, uh, it's all, it's a, it's a facade. It's one perspective. It is. Because that mother probably cries in her bathroom eating pounds and pounds of chocolate every single night. I hope so. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say, but it's like, well, the I need the truth it. Because even someone's life who's perfect is a perspective. It's a perspective of, they think that the crappy parts they're learning from or they're, th- you yeah. know, like every, it's a perspective. Yeah. And it's like your self-esteem is a perspective. It is. And, you know, it works. I, I kind of put my self-esteem on the back burner. I really and maybe do. this year, this, that's what you don't do. Ugh. That feels like a really bad decision. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard anyone say having more self-esteem is probably a bad decision. (laughs) Because even the people who are really arrogant and narcissistic, it's just the flip side. You have to live in that balance of thinking you're worth it and knowing that you're not. Yeah. You know, like there's always stuff to improve. There's always things to work on and stuff. I mean, we'll see where it goes, but I have a new challenge. Oh God. Challenge one, make Heather cry. Not going to happen. Challenge two, get her some self-esteem. Uh, maybe eventually. Man, I wish, I wish Amazon had it. It has everything else. Self-esteem. <laughs> I just buy you some self-esteem. It's going you know, to two days. But if I make the order over $35, I can have same day delivery. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you need? Some pencils? Crap. Self-esteem only 25 I need 10 more dollars of something. <laughs> How many erasers can I buy for $10? That's what we always end up buying whenever we're just short a little bit. I'm like, just buy some pencils. Those kids. I go through I pencils so fast. Up, I always end up buying like a $30 thing. And I'm like, if I would have just bought that, I would have gotten the one day. Like, I always buy something I wanted but never really want to buy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is too much. And they're like, but I only need five more dollars. Might as well pay that $35 thing then. <laughs> I love it Amazon. Someone told me yesterday that they refuse to shop on Amazon. And I was like, yeah, I go how back and forth. do you live? They want to shop locally, which I get. Yeah. And they want, I'm like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. I have plastic straws. I kill the turtles. I will shop Amazon and kill the local people. So your personal resolution. It's not the real people, <laughs> just the local businesses. So then talking weird. about your personal resolutions, any, any personal resolution to not kill turtles or? <laughs> no, I got my first paper straw Those yesterday. Crap. Oh my goodness. It's going to make me dehydrated yeah. because I don't want to drink from it. And no. I end up putting the straw across the, on the top of it so that it doesn't get all soggy and, soggy weird. Yeah. and weird. And I still, it still got soggy and weird. Yeah. Or like, this is not going to work. What about a me. harder plastic straw? I'm going to start carrying my own straws. And that way I can not kill the turtles because apparently turtles are important. I do think turtles are important. Okay. <laughs> 
as well as I don't have to use that crappy plastic ones. And apparently no one cares about the trees. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, because you can, we, we have a tree problem in California anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's why there are all those fires because they don't come down enough. Well, not anymore. There's no more. <laughs> we burned them all. We burned so. them all. Oh, and personal resolution. Maybe not to be such a dick to my kids because you just reminded me. So in that fire, P64 passed away. And my daughter is obsessed with Wait, there's with two of lines. them, right? 64, 622? 73. There's a bunch of them. They all have numbers. So there's only two. 22. No, P22. Is there a P22? There is a P22, which is the one that like her school adopted. That's like their favorite because one. That one's in Griffith Park all the time. Yes. So uh, this is why it reminded me of it. Last year, one of the P numbers died. P43, P23. I don't know. One of them got hit by a car. And she was in... She was being such a twat. And I just wanted to get after her in some way that I said, oh, by the way, read in the newspaper today, P, whatever the number was, died on the freeway last night. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, Heather. <laughs> so, uh, I was just giving her some factual news. Maybe not in the nicest way, but just it facts. was. Uh, she needs to know the facts. But I'll tell you what was so funny is we do this game where I'm like, give me an impression of an elephant. Give me an impression of a pig. Like when she's starting to act up. And so she needs to move and yeah. be, you know, to get energy out. We all should out. get a trampoline. Uh, we had one. They broke it. And she likes to do it because it kind of gives her facial expressions and it kind of calms her down in that tense moment. So I don't know why. I was like, give me pee, whatever the one that died is. And she went, what? And made this dead face. <laughs> <laughs> all right. She's over it. She's not mad at me. She's okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I always ask them to do an impersonation of a giraffe. Mm -hmm. Apparently giraffe is like one of the only animals that don't make sounds. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how they communicate. But I'm almost like, what is the sound a giraffe makes? And they just look at me with like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. And I'm like, exactly, they don't make a sound. I they made like a little, like a little weird noise. No. no? Okay. I mean, I'll look it up. Maybe I'm wrong, but I read somewhere in one of those children's it might books be, that right? giraffes are the one animals that don't make any sounds. So personal resolution for you? Uh, I don't want to be as intense. Mm. I feel like sometimes all my emotions are like really intense. And so I feel like I'm either really angry or I'm really happy. I'm never just like, eh, we're good. Neutral, you know? yeah. Neutral. Like I, I just really want to not have so many things be so intense. Like if I can make Jackson not as intense and <laughs> the girls tantrums not as intense. So yeah. I just don't want to be as intense. Yeah. So I don't know what the opposite of intense is. Mellow? No, I just think I'm going to be smoking weed then. <laughs> That's what I think of mellow. I don't know. What's like a, I don't know. I need, I need, I need to find that word and like live by Go that word. That. But I definitely want to be reflective too. Mm -hmm. So there's a friend of mine who is the forever mama of the little boy that we had for six months and he went to live with her and she has officially been her, his, his forever family. Mm -hmm. Right. And I call her, we call each other once a week and we just touch, you know, touch base and support each other and do prayer requests or whatever we need to do. And some weeks it's hard and some weeks it's easy and some yeah. weeks we're both grumpy and whatever. She heard somewhere and she shared it with me about how your experiences, you don't learn from your experiences. You learn from the reflection of mm. your experiences. So I'm hoping to be a little bit more reflective, I guess, in 2019, yeah. but not as intense. So less intense, more <laughs> reflective. But this is the reason why I feel like I'm going to fail because there's no steps to get there. Like I know the steps to get to corporate comedy. I know, like, how do you just maybe be you less start intense? Reflecting on things. I always like to look back in the hindsight of going, like, far back, you know, what were the things that I had to do to get for Bobby and I to be together? His dad had to have gotten this job that he got because he couldn't get any other work and he came to the US. And, you know, you go back and you go, all these decisions. 
that made people made for hundreds of thousands of years before you. Yeah. And you you just kind of look at the wonder and awe of how one little decision has this huge rippling impact. I had Puritan relatives who decided to move to the US in the 1700s. Yeah, and it's amazing how it all has to fit together. Yeah, to perfect. and the way that things happen and then this war happens overseas. And so my great-grandfather's a doctor, my great-grandmother's a nurse, and they meet during World War One. And then for my grandfather, happens to get stationed in World War Two in Italy and almost runs over my grandmother in a truck. And <laughs> what? She wasn't supposed to be on the bridge. So, but like, and then my dad, like Vietnam has to be going on and he's getting sent to Korea. And my mom makes a decision at the last minute to go somewhere. My dad does too. And they just happen to meet that night. You what? think about all these crazy things that happen in order for you to exist. And when you yeah. think about that, like when you start thinking of through everybody's life story. But isn't it sad in you too? Like my girl's mom had a fail yeah. in order for me to, to get be their mother. Yeah. That's not the part I want to reflect on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying again. I mean, it's, it is one of those it's things. It's amazing that it's like it all... I always works. look at the positive part. Like we did not get matched for so long. Because we needed these three kids. We needed to get these three. So there was a purpose for that. Oh, completely. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, and, and if, if I could give a personal resolution to the birth mom of my kids, it would be get clean. Get clean because Bella's going to come in five years to find you. I know. And I need you to be clean and be sober and be fully aware of what you did. Maybe you don't though. It's not maybe I mean maybe more healing will happen if she's not clean and then she realizes, oh, she couldn't have done it and I needed my mom Heather. I think Bella would have more guilt on herself and would feel mm -hmm. like I should never have been away. I could have helped her. Because that's where she is right now. I think she needs to see also this hope that people can change, that it's not a dead end. Because she thinks she can't change. And she can. Yeah. So. I think there's a girl named Heather who thinks her self esteem can't change. My self esteem is fine in the toilet. It's hanging out there. It's okay. It goes for a spin once in a while. <laughs> oh okay, for this podcast. Yes. I hope we both remain true to the content of it, of it being like a true, authentic place for us to have our therapy, mm -hmm. have our event sessions, and help people not feel less alone and get something out of it. Like, I hope it never becomes anything but that. So I'm yeah. hoping we continue that focus and. 2819. What do you have for the podcast? You can do the number stuff because I don't like the number stuff. I just hope we continue to reach people and grow and people email us or leave a voice message or, you know, write on our Facebook wall, which we, we've been getting lovely messages that way. I hope the podcast starts to, to let people know that they're not so alone out there. I think they always kind of knew they weren't, but I think at least with me, I thought, oh, I found another adoptive mom and she feels in such a similar way, I, but we're such a small group. Everybody else still must feel so much better. We're Both just weird. are the odd. Because we went to comedy <laughs> to find happiness. You know, I just want to keep reaching people and I want to keep expanding in that sense and letting people know it's okay to be really upset and frustrated and for you to want to feel like dying because you often do, but you don't. No, you, you keep it. waking up the next day and going, maybe today's the day. <laughs> maybe the aneurysm happens today. What would, that would be great. But then suddenly you don't ask for it as much anymore. Yeah. And then you're there. And then there's moments where you do again. Yeah. But then you're not there. Then you're like, maybe a tree will fall today. <laughs> so what was the, I guess you've already yeah. kind of answered it, but what was the best thing that happened to you in 2018? Comedy. 
comedy totally uh, it awakened the creative part of me that had been in slumber for so long. Uh, we met, which I think is a huge thing in my life. I think you're such an important person. Are you going to cry? Don't cry over that. Well, you also took mine. No. <laughs> but, that was totally a baited question. I asked you first so that I could be like the good person that says, you, Heather. But I think, well, then I think we're both right in the sense. Like comedy was big for us this year. It was. And I think we found ourselves a little more. Well, I wanted to tell you, thank you for all that you made, bulldozed me to do. Yes. In 2018. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'm a better person. Oh, you're so sweet. Because you push me to do certain things. And you push me to think about certain things. And I mean, I'm emailing managers and all this <laughs> weird stuff. And I produced a comedy show that I never really wanted to produce in the first place. Like I'm doing all these things. Even this podcast that like we thought about a podcast and then people told us to do a podcast and then we came together and said, let's do a podcast. And then you didn't like this idea. <laughs> so then you're like, no, I'm like, okay. And then, you know, came back, let's do a podcast. And the next week we were recording. Like, yeah. I like that you keep me moving forward in comedy and then because of the comedy you keep me moving forward growing which i appreciate so well thank you so maybe next year will be your big year and it'll be the year of reflection and, and i won't bulldoze so much that's never gonna happen let's just be honest <laughs> i was like no. i'm gonna keep but you know it's you've been you know the first time we met it was like kindred spirits yeah i read anne of green gables so if people don't know that that reference that's anne of green gables which is my favorite book series i've never read it you've got to read it it's wonderful I've never read it. But kindred spirits are people who meet, who haven't met before, but have an instantaneous connection. Yes. And so I always love that phrase. Uh, you've told me, <laughs> taught me how to be more assertive without being mean. You're welcome. <laughs> Which is, I may have had a problem doing that in the past. Uh, a, a lot of problem of that in the past. <laughs> and, you know, it's been nice to have a person go, no, we're not going to, we're not just going to bulldoze. We've got to think for a moment. Let's think. And I think I need a thoughtfulness aspect or else I may miss opportunities that I don't see. Oh, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> this was a three count cry. That was pretty it was. good. Well, I hope everyone out there has made some wonderful New Year's resolutions. Or maybe not resolutions, resolves. Resolves. <laughs> Let's cut it further down. <laughs> yeah, I just hope everyone has an amazing 2019 yeah. and can reflect on 2018 and see how amazing that year was too. Mm -hmm. To 2019. To 2019. Thanks for this amazing space, Atlas Oceanic Sound and Picture. We appreciate it. Totally. And to our husbands, we appreciate you letting us go on these crazy journeys. For Chris, letting me drag Patty everywhere that I want to go. And Bobby for getting everything we need to go on these journeys. Thank you. It's seriously, we appreciate you guys a lot. And thank you to the listeners because we wouldn't be this far in the podcast if it wasn't for you guys. We do appreciate you listening. Hopefully you don't feel less alone. But tell us you don't feel less alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. The Mother and Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com. <laughs>